Let's pray. Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you for making us to see this day. Father, as we go through our devotional reading this morning, we ask for the presence of your Holy Spirit with us. We pray, Father, that you grant to us this gift of your Holy Spirit and break down your words to us and give us understanding. Especially, Lord, we ask, please give us the grace and strength to be able to put into practice everything that we will learn this morning. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Amen. Our High Calling, September 18, The Light of Health Reform Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Third John, verse 2. The light God has given on health reform is for our salvation and the salvation of the world. Men and women should be informed in regard to the human habitation, fitted up by our Creator as His dwelling place, and over which He desires us to be faithful stewards. Our bodies are wonderfully made, and the Lord requires us to keep them in order. All are under obligation to Him to keep the human structure in a healthful, wholesome condition, that every muscle, every organ may be used in the service of God. God, who formed the wonderful structure of the body, will take special care to keep it in order, if men cooperate instead of working at cross-purposes with Him. These grand truths must be given to the world. We must reach the people where they are, and by example and precept, lead them to see the beauties of the better way. The world is in sad need of instruction along these lines. The time has come when each soul must be staunch and true to every ray of light God has given, and begin in earnest to give this gospel of health to the people. We shall have strength and power to do this if we practice these truths in our own lives. Those who are enjoying the precious blessings which come to them through obeying this message of mercy will do all in their power that others may share the same blessings. But we may rest assured that Satan will do all in his power to prevent anything like a message of reform from being given to the world at this time. Shall God's people be found on the enemy's side, either by failing to heed it themselves or by neglecting to give it to others? He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Matthew 12, verse 30. If we will be safe, we must not fail to know on whose side we stand. God desires His light bearers ever to keep a high standard before them. By precept and example, they must hold this perfect standard high above Satan's false standard. Amen. Okay, um, following this devotion, some basic things stand out as I read through these lines. First, that our bodies are wonderfully made. Second, in the third paragraph we have that by example and precept we are to lead people to see the beauties of the better way. And then, we also understand that God expects us to recognize that Satan will not want us to see these things which God has prepared for us. So, however we are going to choose to do this work, 
you have to recognize number one that people need to be informed proper care and time has to be taken to explain the human machinery and how beautiful it is um, no human being generally speaking would see a flower in the right condition of mind I mean to say would see a beautiful flower and want to um, not appreciate it so what I'm trying to express here is that the beauty of creation of what God has given to us has to be brought before the people our human machinery what it can do the like the, uh, David will always say I am fearful and wonderfully what made so that when one is told this is how you're supposed to take care of it the person will understand what I have I know details will be given to the different parts of the body the eyes the brain the ear the hands how the brain coordinates itself the, the different things the human body is able to do and why God gave us the organs some of us don't know where our organs are we don't know where the liver is we don't even know where the kidney is we don't know what it does it's true we went to school and studied some of these things but as to the practical application and how we need them even for character perfection we may not be so informed so I, I think for a start anybody who is doing an education of the health reform needs to help the people to see the beauty that God has put together in us so that we can appreciate it and then begin to think of how to take care of it. The first paragraph in this devotional says, The light God has given on health reform is for our salvation and the salvation of the world. Salvation, health reform and salvation, what's the connection? I believe health reform is a, a term that is used to describe the manner in which God would have us take care of our bodies. That's what health reform is about. And now we are reading that these principles, every principle given from the spirit of prophecy on how, and from the Bible, on how we should take care of our body, God gave us those information, those principles, for one purpose. And what's that? Salvation. What is salvation? Salvation, deliverance from what? Sin. So there is a connection between how I take care of my body and whether I will enter into sin or not. And yes, the spirit of prophecy actually says that the few understand that connection. So it's our duty to try and understand it. Yesterday we talked a bit about how the body and the mind are closely connected. How the way we take care of our body will determine whether we'll get good or bad feelings and whether we will be placed in a better condition to keep God's commandments or not. So it's good for us to understand that health reform is well connected with our salvation. If we must perfect Christian character, God has given to us principles and directions to that end. If you are struggling with this sin or that sin, health reform will help to overcome it. For people who are addicted to any behavior, the principles of health reform were given to help us get the victory over these addictions, over sin, whether it is alcoholism, whether it is any sensual addiction, whether it is things that have to do with drugs, or even anger, pride. The light of health reform helps to overcome 
every sin. It is it puts you at an advantage. It gives puts your body in a better condition to respond to the call of the Holy Spirit. What is this health reform now? That means what we are saying is food, what you eat or what you don't eat and when you eat it and how you eat it puts you in a condition where you are in keeping clear the connection between you and God so that the Holy Spirit can better influence your life. What you drink, when you sleep, how you dress, what you choose to watch and what you choose not to watch, what you listen to and what you do not listen to, all are part of health reform. And of course, many more details. But all these little details put together help to prepare the body for the, being a temple for the Holy Spirit to dwell in, thereby giving us victory over sin. So I pray that we will continue to learn these principles and keep to them faithfully so that we will see the results of victory. And I can also give uh, my own experiences on how it has helped. You may not even be able to trace it, but it's good to always trace it and understand. I know a friend who was he's always very passionate and he can get angry easily. And his body always wants to fight people whenever he gets angry. He testified that when he stopped taking flesh food and started eating without flesh, that he realized that he couldn't... He, he expected himself to get angry over certain things that people would say to him. And he testified that he, had, he didn't have that feeling again. Even that feeling to want to... He always does martial arts, wanting to fight. And he does those things a lot. Perhaps even, I would say, addicted to it. But his diet, he testified that his diet made him not have the feeling to do those things anymore. Well, that's his own testimony. The fact is that we all have our inclinations. It doesn't mean that, that if I continue to, flesh, continue to eat flesh diet, I'll be getting as angry as he does. No, that's, I have my own inclination. And his own was that martial arts, anger, and always fighting. And that was how health, health reform, he testified, helped him to make that that feeling did not come in him anymore. So it's good for, I've, I've seen the testimonies both in my life and people's lives, so it would be good that everyone gets the information and put them in practice. If you are serious about overcoming your addictions, if you are serious about getting victory over sin, if you are serious about perfecting Christian character, then if you haven't done it, I think you should try health reform. Anybody who is sick, after you and you are really looking for a solution to that sickness, for example, people who have cancer, you go here, there, looking for a solution, do they leave anything untried? They try everything they can just to ensure that they get this victory. Health reform is being presented to those who are suffering the sickness of sin. If you have not overcome your sin and you see yourself rising, falling, and all the time making mistakes, God is presenting to you the light of health reform. It doesn't mean that it's going to solve all your problems, but it's going to take you, put you in a better condition for the Holy Spirit to control you. And then, of course, there are many other things that one should do. Study your Bible, read, uh, um, have some, do evangelisms, be prayerful. If you are not doing all those things and you are just following only health reform, are you expecting that you get the victory in the first place? You would not. But there are, if you are doing those things and neglect health reform too, you see that you will not be in a condition to get the victory. So may God help us to do that in Jesus' name. Okay, to continue on the thought, the light of health reform. It was Jesus when he was speaking with his disciples. 
He told them that I have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when the spirit of truth is come, he shall guide you into all truth. And this light came after 1844, and then 1854, 56, 59, 63, and up till now, the light has been coming. And I want to read from the Desire of Ages, page 356, paragraph 2, just to see that the message is a message of mercy, that it is out of mercy that God has given the world this message. Now, the Lord understands all this. Jesus assures his disciples of God's sympathy for them in their needs and weaknesses. Not a sigh is breath, not a pain felt, not a grief pierces the soul that does not throb, that, but the throb vibrates to the Father's heart. In other words, when the life current is, when the fever is burning the body, when people are sick, God is feeling what the people, his subjects are feeling. In other words, when you see all these people in the hospitals moving from one place to another, disease with pain and anger and grief, all these things happening in the, world, in the whole world, it vibrates it throbs back to the Father's heart. And then there's another place in the testimony where it is said that we charge God of the death of some loved ones, sometimes untimely death. And it's like blasphemy. It is most of the time our cause that have brought these things. And now the, the light is all around us. And then some will stumble over the very blessings, the things that God has placed on our path to make our progress easy. And then some will reject it. But it's my prayer that we, we go back and study these things and then we'll begin to accept them. Amen. I thank God that we have a God that can do anything says that there is nothing impossible for him to do. I'm reading Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 and 15 the prophecy about our Lord Jesus Christ. It says therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. So you see that in the prophecy of uh, Jesus Christ, not just that um, he will be born of a virgin, but even his food is, is given. And this food was specified by God himself for a purpose. Matthew one twenty one says, and he shall save, uh, he shall, and ye shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. God sends his son into the world to redeem, to save the lost, and then on that mission, God also prescribed the kind of food he's going to eat to be able to be strong to get that work done. The same God now said, butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know. 
to refuse the evil and choose the good. Let your mind go back to the wilderness when God chose the food for the Israelites. He wanted them to choose the good and refuse the evil. But they wanted the other kind of food which was pleasing to their flesh. And that food, God knew that it would make them not to choose the good and hate the evil. Rather, they would choose the evil and hate the good. Our diet has a role to play. And you can see that that worked out in the life of Jesus Christ. Because of his diet, he was able to choose the good and refuse the evil firmly. And we can say today that Jesus Christ overcame the world. What he has said, that we are also going to overcome as he overcame including that we must follow the pattern of diet that God has given for us. He has given us a work to be accomplished. Some of, some of them I may specify. Number one, tell the world about my coming. Tell the world that I may save you from their, from, I will save them from their sins if they come unto me. Number two, um, uh, tell the world that, that a, a judgment is, judgment is about to take, this world will be destroyed. They need to have a safe haven in me. You know, that most solemn message, and not, not just that, even our own lives must be saved if we must save others. But God has given us the kind of food we are going to eat to give us fuel, good fuel, in this uh, work. I'll read the Education, page 231, paragraph 1. Education 231, paragraph 1, in the light of what I just uh, mentioned now. It says, the power to discriminate between right and wrong we can possess only through individual independence individual dependence upon God. Each for himself is to learn from him through his word. Our reasoning powers were given us for use, and God desires them to be exercised. Come now and let us reason together. He invites us. In reliance upon him, we may have wisdom to refuse the evil and choose the good. God wants you and I to depend on him directly, just as Jesus depended on the Father. And in dependence, of God, in dependence on God, it will also mean that he will stipulate our diet for us. He will stipulate everything that concerns us, but especially as we have learned today, or even our diet. So if we learn to depend upon God, we will have that power that will help us discriminate between right and wrong and choose the good and refuse evil. What is, in other words, this is just the same thing as overcoming sin, overcoming the world, as Jesus did. May God help us to, you know, um, not make the mistakes that Israelites made, but do the right thing that Jesus did, as we are his children. Amen. A major thing that we need to remember as we contemplate the health reform is that our food is what becomes our blood. And it is the blood, it's in the blood that we have life. The Bible says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Before I became a medical missionary, I um, wouldn't give so much attention to the food I ate. Neither would it constitute a major part of my plan. But as I went on training, I discovered that food was given a very high priority because it is important. And so I believe that every one of us too should place a very important priority on food. Give it time because it's important. But if we just, you know, think that we are busy and then you go out there without planning for your food 
and then when you are hungry, you now begin to look around for what to eat. That's a very uh, a very sure way to fail and then to eat indiscreetly. So just to reemphasize the importance of placing the right priority on the food we eat, we need to give it time. We need to plan about the food we eat, make sure that it is properly prepared so that we actually get the life that we are supposed to get from it and not just leaving it to chance and time. In the second paragraph, second sentence there says, men and women should be informed in regard to the human habitation fitted up by our Creator as His dwelling place and over which He desires us to be faithful stewards. The point here is, our body is the temple of who? God. And men and women should be informed. So, in the book of um, Exodus, um, sorry, Deuteronomy 23, verse 12, the Bible reads that thou shalt have a place also without the camp, without thou shalt go abroad. And verse 13 says, And thou shalt have a paddle upon thy weapon, and shall be. When thou wilt ease thyself abroad, thou shalt dig therewith, and shalt turn back, and cover that which cometh from thee. Verse 14. For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp, to deliver thee, and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee, and turn away from thee. I want to link this to uh, sentence uh, statements I've read now to explain the fact that our body is a temple of God and God wants us to keep it clean. He is desiring to dwell with us. Our enemy is Satan. And that explains why the, the message of health reform, Satan is fighting against it. Because he understands that God wants to dwell with him, with us. So the implication of the health reform is do you want God to dwell with you or do you want him to turn away from who? From thee. Satan knows that if God dwells with us, we will overcome him. So he attacks the health reform. The health reform, opposition from it can come either within our own selves, or people who do not understand it, or people who may not practice it well. There may be so many reasons why you may want to turn away from it. But let us understand that God's purpose for this is to keep us clean and holy so he can dwell with who? With us. So I pray that as we take this objective look at it, God wants to dwell with us. He wants the enemy to turn away. That our God, our God will help us to follow his principles for a holy life in Jesus' name. Reading from page 267, paragraph 3, it says towards the end that the time has come when each soul must be staunch and true to every ray of light God has given and begin in earnest to give this gospel of health to the people. We shall have strength and power to do this if we practice these truths in our own lives. So I want to pick out the part where she says the time has come that everyone should be staunch and true to every ray of light. You know, in this health reform, there are different principles 
and it's not time now for people to downplay one principle and uh, and uphold another and say this one is not as important as that one and that one is more important than this one the of course we know that there are some that are more more deadly in practice some practices are more deadly and people need to come out of it but the time has come like it says that every ray of light should be heated not holding one and then dropping another and it gives power to our gospel when we are preaching the gospel of health reform or even giving the gospel itself the three angels messages it gives power to it but not when we only speak it when we practice it that's what it says we shall have strength and power to do this if we practice these truths in our own lives those who are enjoying the precious blessings which come to them through obeying this message of mercy will do all in their power that others may share the same blessings because like i mentioned earlier there are blessings that come from it and the one of the, the, the one of the chiefest blessings is that spiritual health but you also get physical health both physical and spiritual health that's the blessing and when you are enjoying this blessing you have to want to tell other people about it i want to read a quote now from this quote is from i think councils on diet and food page 51 paragraph 2 it says there are few as yet who are aroused sufficiently to understand how much their habits of diet have to do with their health their characters their usefulness in this world and their eternal destiny so our habits of diet have a lot to do with these things our health our character our usefulness in this world and the, our eternal destiny how does it have to do that to do with it we've said a lot about that it increases your intelligence your mental capacity it increases your physical strength it helps you spiritually then in christian temperance and bible hygiene page 134 paragraph 1 it says it was in love that our heavenly father sent the light of health reform to guard against the evils that result from unrestrained indulgence of appetite so we should receive this message as a message of love and personally i see it indeed as a message of love the world is benefiting from it today like we just read now that satan will do all in his power to ensure that people don't get this message but look at i think god is really working because we are seeing so many documentaries so many people who are pushing forward the message of health reform and i would say it's it can't be any other thing than god who is trying to ensure that the world gets this message though they are not getting it in, a, in its entirety most of what I, what I hear is most mostly about um diets flesh food but there's still i've still heard other people talk about sleep how important it is i've still heard another one talk of oil and its dangers and the, the bad oils and all so the world is already giving this message and we thank god for it and we too should give the message to the people and we must ensure that we, in doing that we must add the find a way to also give the three angels messages along with it amen okay i think this uh, study today will require research from our on our part everyone has to put in personal effort i don't think we can exhaust the subject on this devotion but a personal effort to read books like councils on diets and food by ellen white uh, minister of healing healthful living that can bring to view all these principles 
whether in the use of, the use of uh, article of flesh or the air, the sunlight, exercise, water, all these things, the dress, all these things encompass the health reform. So, uh, so we need to put in personal efforts to find out this information as it addresses our own needs. So that's what I just want to add to this. So we'll pray. Now, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the message of love which you have given us. We thank you because you have given us the privilege to even know it. Dear Lord, I want to pray that at areas of our lives where we have not been practicing these things, that you give us the grace to be able to practice it, Lord. We're also praying for those who may be struggling with how to go about it. Father, your word said in James 1 verse 5 that if anyone lacks wisdom, that we should ask that you give us liberally. So I ask for wisdom on behalf of everyone who is seeking for a way to obey your will. I also want to pray, Lord, that our going out and our coming in today, you give us grace to see you in the things around us. We pray that your Holy Spirit will remind us of these lessons we've learned and help us to be your children in thought and in word. And when we return back today, Lord, we will have testimonies of your goodness towards us. Thank you, Father, for hearing us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.